Alright, welcome to Calling Your Bluff. Uh, got a special guest here, Drew Birch. Hello everyone, shout out to Brad. Love that motherfucker. Yeah, shout out Brad. Yeah, we yes, love sir. Brad. Number one listener. Brad is the, the our biggest fan. He's a good guy. Yeah. Uh, he's a great guy, actually. He's, <laughs> fat. He's, a, he's a man's man. He's been very supportive, so we appreciate it. Yeah. So, uh... Guess we can actually get into a little NBA news since the season's about to start up. Uh, Celtics coach M.A. Udoka is expected to be suspended for a whole season. Uh, apparently, he was having a consensual relationship with a employee for the Celtics, which is frowned upon. I, I didn't really think it was worth a year-long suspension, but that's what that. That's what they're planning. Why? Why is that frowned upon? They're like, what if they just genuinely like each other? Because well, he has a wife. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's, it's an it's an integrity thing. Oh, he he didn't he didn't really break any law. Like he didn't do anything criminally wrong. Because I've seen like certain people compare it to the Deshaun situation. Like this guy's getting suspended for eighty two games for having consensual relationship with a woman. You know that works for the Celtics. But it's not really the same. It's just the Celtics don't like that at all because, you know, he's their head guy. I, I think Mark. it's I think it's overblown. Like real like I mean, I can see like a like a little bit of a fine or something, but th- yeah, to suspend him for a whole year for like the report literally said consensual relationship. I mean, he cheated on his wife, so that's messed up. But why do the Celtics <laughs> feel like they need to get involved? That yeah. deeply to no, suspend that, yeah, him. That's a long time. Dude. Yeah. I get, I get it that he's a, that she's an employee, but like still, it's like you know how often that happens. It's yeah, I don't know, a year, a year. Yeah. And do you know who else just got suspended for a year? Robert Sarver, mm-hmm. the Suns owner. Yeah, he's trying to sell for the making team now. racial comments over the years. By the way, in and not acting. Correctly, basically. I mean, he, he did a bunch of stuff. I mean, y'all can look it up. But well, well, that's that's a little different. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, so why is that the same suspension for having a, a relationship? Yeah. One's a billionaire, one's a millionaire. Yeah. yeah. I want. I just want to. Uh, well, it, and actually, they weren't even going to make him sell the team. Yeah. Adam Silver Silver said uh, he didn't have to sell the team. Basically, like like they had no right to make him sell the team. He's selling it now because of PR, but. Still, I think the uh, the Celtics situation is just kind of funny because the dude that is most likely going to be named interim coach, um, Joe Mazzula. Yeah. He uh, in two thousand nine he played basketball at West Virginia and he was arrested and charged with domestic violence and then the very next year he was cited for public urination. So what? he's not the. Uh, That's an outstanding. He's not. Fellow. He's not your ideal stand-up guy yeah, either. Yeah. What so. a what a replacement. Yeah. So just thought that was kind of funny. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. It's just kind of weird. Uh, Celtics are going to be basically on their third head coach in 
three years, and they made the finals last year. Yeah, so, uh, stacked roster. Brad Stevens is still there, though. He just he resigned from coaching to become part of the front office. So it's like the uh, it's like Bruce Arians yeah. with the Bucks. That's it's basically like, yeah. But Brad Stevens is a lot younger. They're so just they're coaching like under the they're coaching without any of the criticism, pretty yeah. much. But I wouldn't be surprised if he came back because he was a good coach. It was kind of uh, I don't know. Yeah. But, yeah, Joe Mazzullo is not going to lead that team to a championship. So, right. Yeah, and I guess in uh, other NBA news, uh, Ben Simmons came out with a podcast with J.J. Redick today, a podcast episode, and uh, basically slandered the 76ers and basically made them look wrong for the, the whole Sixer situation dating back. I mean, this all started two years ago, and there's a lot on it, but uh, – Basically, Ben Simmons was afraid to shoot in the playoffs, and then he requested a trade and sat out for a year and wanted to get paid his full year salary and just a big mess. And, uh, yeah, so he kind of came out with that. So what are y'all's thoughts on that? Uh, he's, I mean, he's basically telling his side now, but a lot of it sounds like a lie to me. So, I mean, I, I'm an LSU fan, but um... – I'm I'm really not a fan of Ben Simmons. Yeah, I got something to say about he he doesn't represent LSU at all. Yeah, he's, um, he's a horrible. Person. We don't we don't claim him. Yeah, but I didn't I didn't actually see the podcast, but I did see uh, I did see a part of a a podcast on uh, TikTok and where he said that uh, he felt like they were targeting him, trying to get him for any uh, any fine that they could. Like they started finding him. He he said they started finding him for not working out when he was already the strongest, apparently the strongest player on the team. Yeah, he's uh, uh he's weak. Yeah. He's immature. He's six ten and he acts like he's five five. Shout yeah. out, kid. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, I, like I listened to half of the half of the podcast and he just came across as like not aware of what he's been doing. Like, he failed to mention that, hey, I faked injuries the last two years to not play basketball. And then I hopped on a super team, and then things went, went. I had a little adversity when I joined that super team, so then I just sat out all the playoffs. Yeah, he claimed he had back issues, which I'll give him that partly. I mean, he, he's known to have had back issues in the past before he held out and everything. But I feel like in this scenario, he's probably using it as an excuse. Like, he probably could have went out and played for the Nets in the second half of the season. But why wouldn't he, though? He he kept blaming mental health and things of that nature, but I, I don't know. He he got he's he got so much crap online I get, about not playing. I, 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 I think he's scared of the yeah, fans. Yeah, I was going to say, I yeah. get mental health, like, having issues with it. But in the same sense, you're getting paid millions of dollars to play. Yeah, and this is before he was traded, but for the whole first half of the season when he was sitting out and still in the Sixers, they they offered to give him like counseling and stuff and like was trying to take care of him, but he refused all well, of it. What else are you doing? Like if your mental health's too bad to play, what else are you doing though? He's Playing known to be a uh, yeah, he's known to be a Twitch streamer like Kyler Murray. So yeah. Oh my yeah. He's like he was talking about in the uh podcast like why he doesn't shoot. And he was pretty much just saying, like, like I know I suck at it, 
so I'm not going to do it. But then he was like, I don't know why everybody online was talking about how I can't shoot. It's, it's like, dude, you're... Because you can't shoot, bro. You're one of the best players in the NBA. Like, you're going to get the criticism. Yeah. Suck it up. But go I, out there. I kind of have don't, a problem with don't that. Don't fucking get on Twitter and read what bums that are sitting on the couch have to say. Yeah, he he, like, he even admitted, like, he was like, yeah, I, I would read stuff and I would start to reply and then I wouldn't reply, but, like, he was saying, like, I was reading that stuff. Yeah, no, he's just letting it get in his head. Bro. That was a whole mental health thing to me. I yeah. mean, I you know, I don't know, but that's to me that's what it was. And I've watched his whole career. I mean, he, he was drafted in 2016, and I liked him a lot as a player coming out, even though he did LSU dirty by not – participating in the tournament but uh that's another story um he can shoot though he shot at lsu he shot three pointers he shot in the preseason he shoots in training camp every year and he his shot looks good too his mid-range and three-point shot looks good he just refuses to take them but he's a really good playmaker i mean he he looks like magic johnson passing wise i mean he's 6'10 and can get like anybody open but I don't know. It's such a middle thing for him, but he, I don't know. He just kind of pusses out, yeah. honestly. It's there to collect a check. So he got he did get paid for all that time he was sitting oh, out yeah. there, right? Yeah, yeah. he. I don't know if he got paid all of it, but he got paid a good bit. With they settled after they traded him, like so eight figures, nine figures, yeah, pretty much just to be like because he was like threatening to like take him to court. And, all that so they were just basically like you know we're finally done with it we traded you let's yeah, just I mean, he's getting free this. money he's, he's not, soft yeah. it's he's a lot better i mean he's on like a four-year 150 million contract so the 76ers honest, honestly dodged a huge bullet with that by just paying him part of that you think so, he's gonna play this year yeah i think so so, I mean, it sounds like he's going to play, and I, I don't see why he wouldn't at this point. He did have surgery on his back back in April, so I don't know. But uh, that's that's apparently the reason why he wasn't playing before. I don't know why he waited till April. But, yeah. Because he, he was traded in February. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that from everything I've seen, he should be healed for the season. So if he's not playing, then it's just going to be a bigger question. When, when does the season start? Uh, October 18th. Okay. Yeah, so... Less, less than a month yeah, away. Yeah, NBA... is like, all year, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, they just played the finals in June, and we're already about to be starting a new season. So. Yeah. Yep. So, what? how long before the season starts do them dudes, like, have to be back, like, you know, they, wherever uh, their team is and, like, training and shit? Their, their training camps are pretty short. Only, like, a couple weeks. Uh... They do, like, mini camps and stuff before. They're probably doing that with, like, rookies and stuff right now. Kind of how the NFL, like, brings in rookies first and all that. But, uh, I don't know. Uh, Probably start or end of September. So, probably, like, next week or start of October. Yeah. So, their offseason is not that long. No, yeah. They they do play a bunch of games and have a short amount of time. In the NBA, it used to be, like, a whole other month. Like, just 10 years ago. But... The NBA's been making a lot of schedule changes, and now the season's actually longer, so the offseason's shorter. There's right. more days in between games in the season, so. Yeah. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, anyway, so that's the whole situation, but, yeah, I mean, it's good to dive off a little bit into other sports, and uh, I'm sure there's going to be more headlines about Celtics coach and Ben Simmons and all that, yeah. but, uh, yeah. 
Um, um, getting into NFL Week Two of football, it's kind of disappointing to me uh, watching the Saints and the Bucks game. Yeah, uh, Jameis threw three interceptions and Mark Ingram fumbled, and Marshawn Lattimore got ejected. Yeah, it was it was really frustrating because it felt like we had so many chances, even yeah. at the end. You know yeah. when when Chris Olave fumbled at the end. Mm-hmm. I mean, and Jameis just. Uh, I mean, three interceptions looks bad, but I mean, it really all came back to back. He was just trying to do too much at the end. He yeah. thought he thought they, you know, just had to come back and full swing it. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I, I I feel like he targeted Olave too much. I feel like Michael Thomas should have been targeted more. Yeah, no, he was I think they, everything. they need to make a. Michael Thomas, the focal point of the offense again. I hope that changes. Because I, mean, I think he's all the way back. I mean, we haven't gotten to see a lot of Chris Olave he's, yet. He's all the way up. Um, Chris Olave had 300-plus air yards, which is, like, absolutely insane. Yeah. yeah. And Jamie just missed him, like, three or four times down the field. Yeah. Like, too. I mean, yeah. He's yeah. wide open. And, and then the one he catches, he fumbles, of course. Yeah. You know, yeah. by sheer yeah. luck. But the game, the game was already pretty much over at that point. I mean, we still when, had a chance at that point, though. Yeah. When yeah. he fumbled, it made me want to kill myself. Because <laughs> at that point, I knew the game was over. You know, yeah. um, I think a lot of people aren't talking about it, but I think – it shows how valuable Kamara is to our offense, even when he's not putting up crazy stats or whatever. They, they're the Bucks were not worried about Mark Ingram or Tony Jones or Dwayne Washington. Yeah. If Kamara's in there as both a great runner and a great receiver, right. that foc- that puts attention on him. And when they're not focused on him, they're focused on Thomas or Jarvis exactly. or Olave. It's a dump off. Jameis didn't have a dump off option really. He was trying to dump off a lot, but Mark Ingram, I mean, he's not a great receiver. It's mm-hmm. just not he's more of a downhill kind of runner. And he can't he can't run a route like uh, Alvin Kamara either. Like you only have so many routes you can run with, with Mark Ingram. You know, he's gonna sit there and check and wait and see if he needs to block somebody and then he's gonna run two yards past the line of scrimmage and turn around and wait for you to throw it to him yeah. as a last resort, you K- know. K- Kamara's like a top three receiving back if yeah. not the best receiving back in yeah. the NFL so that like that takes a lot away from the but offense I remember last season at the beginning of the season uh I you know like we won week one against the Packers but after that they were saying how we needed to get Alvin Kamara more involved and I want to say we played the Steelers and uh Alvin Kamara had an option route and took it like 60 yards down into the red zone and after that, they started getting them more more involved, and you know we started out five and two with Jameis. Yeah. So it's not it's not like so much. I I feel like they're trying to force feed him as a runner when they need to use his abilities to their advantage. Like throw him the ball. Yeah. So what? You know, like throw, make make them account for Alvin Kamara, and then that's when Michael Thomas pops open. Right. And then they start worrying about Michael Thomas, and that's whenever you hit him deep with Chris Olave. Yeah. What, what the receivers the Saints have, if we can get that fixed, where Kamara's yeah. a legitimate threat in the receiving game again, I don't I mean I don't see how we miss. Yeah. yeah, I don't see it. And our O line did better this week, but the six still, sacks is still too many. Yeah, they're they're still not good at all. I mean, that some something's gonna have to happen. I mean, a trade or something. Yeah. Um, now at the beginning of the game, James was just too cautious. I think. Like, that too, yeah. Well, he's probably not as mobile like, as you wish he was either. And yeah. He doesn't have, does have a good excuse for that broken back, but, mm-hmm. like, part of Jameis's 
Jameis' play style is to sling it down the field. Yeah. Sling it all game. You can't just sling it in the last five minutes of the fourth quarter and expect good things. Yeah, and, and I, I love Jameis, but, I mean, you look at the talent gap between him and Andy Dalton, and it's really not that big of a gap. So, I feel like if if he has four fractures, I know it's the Bucks, but it's still early in the season. you got to give Andy Dalton a shot. I mean. Yeah, but at, at the same time, uh, I think a underrated part of the game is that you – Especially on offense, you you click with a quarterback. You don't yeah. click with multiple quarterbacks. Yeah, because it, it all comes down to timing. Yeah, that's that was the problem in the first three quarters of of the, the Falcons, Falcons game. game with Michael Michael Thomas really, but all the receivers with mainly Michael Thomas. Him and Jameis weren't on the same page, and they still probably aren't exactly on the same page. Yeah. I mean, so and it's like, I mean, Andy Dalton. Looked really good in the preseason. I think he's a great backup. But do I want to bench Jameis if we absolutely don't have to? No, because yeah. all the all the offense is set with Jameis right now. He yeah. he's the offense right now. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I get that. I just hearing like four fractures in your back. I just feel like that. No, nah, it's it's definitely gonna take a toll on him as we go on yeah. through the year. I yeah. mean, it might not right now but there's no if what they're saying is true you can't just play through that I mean you can but it's going to get worse Yeah. I mean he doesn't have a red jersey on in a football game you know what I'm saying I, I mean I think he looked um, like Drew said he looked cautious Yeah. pretty much the first three quarters of this game really but I don't think he looked bad until the fourth quarter obviously when he was just forcing balls down the field that shouldn't have been thrown but he didn't look bad, even with the four fractures. So, like, I, it, I don't know how severe this is. Like, it's to me, it's weird that they're so confident in throwing him out there and letting him practice every week, like, like he's healthy with four fractures. So, something tells me it's not that big of a deal. Like, it yeah. sounds bad, but it, it, to me, they wouldn't be throwing James out there with Andy Dalton. I, I mean, everything I just said about the whole – you know, clicking with the offense. If Jameis was actually really hurt, they yeah. would be putting Andy Dalton in there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now, four out of the five people here are Saints homers. So, I, I would like to hear the uh, opinions of Saints rest of the season, how they're going to do. Because, you know, Saint, Saints teams, past, past seasons, first two weeks are always the worst. So. Yeah, I mean, for the for past four years, we've started out 0-2, so... You know, well, last year, well, this year and last year, we started out one and one. Oh, gotcha. So, and then before that, it was like three or four years. Yeah, we started yeah, out that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, I forgot about last year, but yeah. Um, and we made the playoffs pretty much all four yeah. of those years. So. I'm not, Except well, for last year. My view on the Saints is like, I don't think that, you know, they're going to be this crazy dominant team, but I see, do I do see, uh, Jameis getting a lot better throughout the season and like our, our, uh, receiver core getting more on the same page with them. And, I mean, I see him throwing 10, 10 or 12 picks throughout the season, but I also see him throwing 35 touchdowns. Yeah. Jameis, um, Jameis has to know, too, which I think is why he's he's playing, really, is that if he doesn't have a good year with this team, he's yeah. he's not the answer. Like, no. he's not going to get another shot. Like, yeah. We're going we're gonna to bring somebody in. He has three really good receivers – yeah. Like he, 
no excuses this year. Yeah, yeah. Top, and, I mean, and Alvin Kamara. So and some of the yeah. best weapons, like I mean, and a good defense. I'm you know obviously biased towards the Saints, but I mean even I feel like even from an outsider, you would say the Saints, ta- like talent wise on offense, have one of the best offenses. Yeah, yeah. You can't make wise. any excuses for Jameis yeah. at this point. No, and like. Yeah. My outlook on the Saints. I mean, I don't see how they can't be successful. I mean, I'm not even gonna talk any shit. I mean, yeah, I know like the Jameis situation is kind of weird, and like if you did have to move forward without him, it would be a little bumpy. But Andy Dalton is not horrible. Yeah, right. I mean, we have a good backup plan. But uh, one thing I want to bring up too, um, with the last two games, our penalties have been horrible, yeah. and that's on us because. I mean, especially Marshawn, and in last game, I don't think, I don't think he should have been ejected necessarily, because um, yeah, he, he, he didn't initiate contact. Fournette did. Fuck you, Chris. No, he shouldn't. Hey, dude, no. Get attacked. Then again, like On midfield. He started. Yeah, he he started. He, he, he did punches. get attacked. He started. He was talking shit. Him and Tom Brady were talking shit, and Leonard Fournette did not intervene until Marshawn Lattimore started walking towards Tom Brady. Leonard Fournette put his hand in his face. Marshawn pushed him back. And Mike Evans, he was just looking for a reason to go fucking pop Marshawn. They yeah. have beef. <laughs> they course. have beef way outside of that game. I'm not saying what he did was right, but I, I do think, I do believe that what they did with Marshawn was right. I don't he didn't think get that suspended they, for a game. I don't believe he was fined. No. He just got mm-hmm. ejected from the game. Yeah, well, yeah. I don't think that they were wrong for ejecting Marshawn just because he had hit multiple players after the fight broke out a little bit more. Right. Like, they could not eject them at that point. And like, if he would have just got hit and not hit anybody and just or walked away or just stood yeah. there, I don't think he would have got ejected. But he punched at least two more players after yeah. the fact. Uh, my, my, my take. Let's go, Debbie. Or, yeah, we're, we're <laughs> currently watching like, the Browns and Steelers Thursday night game. He just got like a 30-yard yeah. run, so that over is going to hit. Yeah, yeah. but uh, the point I want to bring up, especially with Marshawn, I mean, he almost cost us the Falcons game yeah. towards the end. They, they got they got that field goal because of that penalty. Mm-hmm. He needs to learn to control himself he, for sure. Well, that, he, yeah, I'm, not a, gonna, I'm not going to say the Saints as a team because I, I believe that would be wrong. Marshawn Lattimore is undisciplined. He's well, acting he like is it. very good. Yeah, he's very good. I I would say he's elite. I, I he thought is this, undisciplined. I thought this was America, home of the free, <laughs> land of the brave, or however that saying goes. You know, once you get a tag, you should be able to f- respond with full force to the fullest of your ability. He didn't get to a ta- fuck up whoever attacked you and their teammates. Yeah, he, he didn't get attacked though. That's just yeah, did, that's a bro. major that's a major bias. You no, take, he, he did get attacked though. Like that's the second time Mike he, Evans has done that. Like what Mike Evans did was he can an talk attack, shit, dude. Tom, he, you can't tell me Tom Brady was not talking shit. Like why would Marshawn turn around? Marshawn, Marshawn was walking away. Whoa, yeah, he no, around, no, he, said he turned around and started walking <laughs> towards Brady. He was going. Tom Brady was talking. Wait, 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 wait. Let, He was going at Brady. Wait, let me let me break this down. <laughs> so you are missing a like a key point here. Bruce Arians actually started the whole thing because he was talking. He was talking to Marshawn, which Marshawn shouldn't have responded the way he did, but he did. Started talking to, and he. I don't think they showed it on the camera, but what I think happened is Marshawn started talking to Arians, and either Fournette or Brady said something, and then he went up, started talking crap to Brady. Fournette pushed him. 
Marshawn's, you know, chirping. Tom Brady was actually about to grab him, and then Mike Evans came in. But, Tom Brady wasn't going to do nah, shit. Nah, Tom Brady, was being, <laughs> Tom Brady's a, Tom no, Brady no. was being a puss. Bro. I'm not saying he would, but what, what I'm saying is I think Bruce Arians started it, but I think Marshawn has to be smart enough to know that he's had a lot of issues in this in his whole career with starting stuff, like be, just being a nuisance, because that that's his play. That's he's aggressive. He's aggressive. He he likes to talk, but he has to know, like even if they're talking to you, just just walk away, man. Like or say one yeah, thing. No, he's got to know that people are gonna try him. Like well, people I are gonna I'll, try to get him out I, the game. I don't think Marshawn started it, but I don't disagree with him being kicked because I think he has to know, dude. Like you're. You're not like a first-time offender. Like yeah. you're gonna get kicked if you do anything because yeah. the refs say what you will about the refs and the Saints. Like I know better than anybody, but the refs know that you're a problem. Mm-hmm. Like you, you can be a problem. Yeah. Right? So he has to. It's it's on Marshawn ultimately to figure out like, hey, let me just stay on the field and let the play do do exactly. The yeah. Exactly. Say say one thing or two, but don't don't escalate it. Like. And you can you can say what you want. You can argue both sides. Yeah. Because both teams were talking shit way before that. I mean, it's it's yeah nowadays one of the biggest rivalries in the NFL. I mean, Saints Bucks is always talked about. I hate to admit, but he's right. So it, yeah, I firmly believe that had Marshawn not not started walking towards Brady, like talking shit is fine. Everybody was talking shit. He started walking towards Tom Brady, Leonard. Grabbed him. Marshawn pushed Leonard back because he grabbed him by his throat, and that's when it all broke out. I yeah. think I think Leonard Fournette should have been ejected too. Yeah, though. I, I, I think a, I think an argument could be made if if you're gonna start going off of who like started the physical contact, Fournette did. Yeah, I mean, but that he did. But, but the only reason is because Marshawn was walking towards Brady. Yeah, you know that, that's saying? the that's the point I was trying to make. Like they know. Marshawn's gonna start. You know, what, you know what pisses me off? Tom though? Brady's a bitch, though, bro. Like, I, I hate. Hey, that's what I was gonna. Job, that's, that's what I was gonna say. <laughs> I hate how they're so protective over him. Like, what do you want me to do? It's Tom Brady. Let somebody fucking pop his bitch ass. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> and yeah. I agree. He deserves getting fucking knocked down a couple of Like he's 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 one of the best quarterbacks ever. But goddamn, dude, he. He bitches about every little thing. He's in the refs ear all game. He talks Throwing shit. Microsoft tablets. He talks shit, and then when a fight breaks out, he just like slowly. He just stood there, bro. It. Like he, he wasn't. Just stood there and watched he it. was about zero action. Yeah, he was talking all that shit, and nothing happened. <laughs> and also, so, so wait, what you're saying is he he's not him. He's no, not about he's that not action. Him. He's no. not him. No, he he not does him. not want that. Tom smoke. Brady, you are a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> And also, what about all the uh, offside penalties we got? I saw, I saw three, and, three and different a, plays. And a helmet to helmet one with Bradley Roby. That apparently, that was and like, the twelve man penalty on the punt. Yeah, well, that, that was, one legit. was twelve. Man. That was legit. That, that, that one was, was just supposed to be stupid. But the but the three offsides that I saw, we had a couple more offsides that were us. But the three off, offsides that are going around on Twitter and everything. The Bucks jumped first, yeah. and then we reacted, and we got the offsides three different times. And they game. tried saying it, it was because the guy that reacted wasn't head up to the defender. Yeah, and, and also two of those times, the Bucks were on third down. So the game could have went a completely different way yeah. if uh, you know, if those didn't happen. So I, I don't know. I, I don't want to like come out and be – you know, crazy Saints fans saying, you know, the refs are against us Embrace necessarily. It. You are a crazy Saints fan. But but it kind of seems that way sometimes, for sure. I'll, Especially I'll, against the Bucks. Yeah. I'll add to that and um, say 
especially during the first half of the game, there were actually a couple plays where the uh, whoever on the Bucks, I can't name them, but whoever on the Bucks flew in as the tackle was being made, and they called unnecessary roughness on the Bucks. So I think Levante David. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't think the refs were playing with that aggressive game. But I think that also ties into they know that things are at any time can pop off, which they did. So they're trying. They're they're trying to play the safest game possible. Well, how did they not see that Carlton Davis clearly tried throwing a punch at Michael Thomas in the end zone? Yeah, that I mean, yeah. stuff like that is ridiculous. But I also I think if you watch the game back. You can see some stuff that the Bucks got called for that they shouldn't have been called for. Even as a Saints fan, I'm glad they got called because we got yards out of it. But I think I think it was more of a just the refs were trying to play a safe game more than anything. Yeah. yeah. But now, not to say I don't think there's been a lot of games where the Saints have gotten screwed by the refs, but th- this one I can't really point to it and be like they didn't. They yeah. screwed the Bucks on a lot of plays too. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say that the reason why the Saints lost was because of the refs. I would not say that. I yeah. think the reason why yeah. the Saints lost was because of the three interceptions. But I think a few calls went the Bucks' way that really hurt the Saints more than more than uh, the calls against the yeah, Bucks. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't want to say the game would be different. I just it kind of frustrates me seeing three calls like that. Bro, George Pickens yeah. just made an Odell type. Yeah, catch. George Pickens. George Pickens is him. FYI, George Pickens is really good. If y'all are uh, watching Thursday Night Football, hey, he we, he we, told everybody this past week. He said, "I'm open 99 percent of the time." time. Yeah. So I mean, he's right. That's yeah. open. That's open. Well, um, kind of getting away from Saints because I don't want us to, to stay on that subject too long. One game that really uh, caught my eye was the 49ers game. I don't know what it is about Jimmy Garoppolo, but I just think that the 49ers are not treating him right. I mean, he, he's taken them – I wouldn't say taking them to a Super Bowl, but he's been the quarterback for them while they were in the Super Bowl. Trey Lance goes down with an injury, and Jimmy Garoppolo comes in and plays very good. And after the game, uh, Kyle Shanahan proceeds to say that Trey Lance is the quarterback of the future. Well, I, I think it's just because of what what Jimmy G does, like once the season's over, like – those reports about him like ghosting the team or whatever. I feel like that's it. Like he, but he they, shows they, up and plays. Yeah, like I know. He, he, they just they want somebody who I don't know. I guess will. They've been very successful with Jimmy Garoppolo. I think Jimmy yeah, Garoppolo but, coming in makes makes the 49ers an instant NFC Championship contender. I didn't see him. I didn't see him as a contender with Trey Lance at yeah, all. Yeah, I didn't either. What, the, the, what they're trying to do is be like the Chiefs, where they passed it from uh, Alex Smith. Yeah, Alex Smith, and uh, passed it on to Patrick Mahomes. I mean, Mahomes sat out a season just like Trey Lance. Then yeah, the but Mahomes year. came in and played like Mahomes. Trey Lance has came in. And yeah, played like, Trey Lance has barely played. Like yeah, I don't see. I, I, anything. I, th- I think they were just going off. You know, we took them with the second or third pick, or you know, but whatever. Alex there. Smith was ready to go. Jimmy G's not. Yeah, and, I mean. and now we we are kind of not being fair to Trey Lance because Trey Lance did play his first game, first full game in a fucking hurricane over there in Soldier Field. It was a fucking flood in Soldier Field. That too, yeah, you can't base it off of so, that. So I mean, yeah. I mean, he only had like what half a drive before he got injured. Yeah. yeah, I think um, I think there's a lot of pressure when you 
pick a quarterback at number three and let him wait a year. So, I think I think the problem with Jimmy G is you you know what you're getting and you know that most years you're not making a deep playoff run with Jimmy G. They did have a they did get to the Super Bowl with Jimmy G with the stacked team, but the way the NFL is going nowadays, you need a you need you almost need a dual threat guy like Trey Lance. You need somebody who can extend plays. Jimmy G can't do that. I think Jimmy G's a above average quarterback, maybe average quarterback. But Jimmy G is the new Andy Dalton line. <laughs> I mean, it, it's it's a hard situation because you have this guy who can, who can start for a lot of other teams and Jimmy G. But you also picked this dude number three overall, so you want to you want to get him in. Like trying yeah. to not be wrong with the pick. Yeah, I almost. Mean, but you, but also you, you don't know if he's just gonna have a bad year and then pick it up the next year. I mean, Josh Allen, if you look at his first two years, weren't that good. Yeah, you know, Josh Allen is the exception. Not, the rule. Yeah, Josh Allen is also fucking six three and. 240 pounds like <laughs> him what run like a 4 or 5 or he's something he's probably taller than 6 he's 6'5 oh, yeah. but yeah well, Trey, okay, Trey, Lance, Trey Lance is actually a similar build not as tall not as Stop big it. but he's like I want to say Trey Lance 6'3 like 220 who'd know, they have but who'd they have starting for the Bills before Josh Allen Tyrod yeah Tyrod that's also like what is what is Tyrod known for the Bills to be a good uh, he was a pro bowler on the Bills yeah but not not, no, he's not. No, but I'm saying not bringing him. To but the Jimmy Super Bowl. G isn't isn't that guy either. Is the problem like Jimmy G has gotten them to a lot of wins and has you know whatever. But the problem is that like if if they weren't sold on Jimmy G, there was a reason they wanted to pick Trey Lance to number three. I I still see a lot out of Trey Lance. I think. I mean, it's his first couple games, and he—I mean—he got screwed by the injury. But sorry, Najee just scored fantasy <laughs> touchdown. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but, but wait, <laughs> but, there's some yellow on the field. Oh my god! Yeah, but with Jimmy G, I get what you're saying, Jeremy, about leading them to a Super Bowl. But uh, then you look at like the Broncos with Brock Osweiler when he came in from Peyton Manning, and he played. Good enough to yeah, bring but it to the Super Brock Bowl, Osweiler but. is not Jimmy G. <laughs> Jimmy G has pr- has like proven that he can get <laughs> yeah. the team Aussie, wins bro. year year Aussie in and year out. But, I, I but he's also very injury prone, and he's making twenty five or he was making twenty five million when they were trying to trade him. Look at Carson Wentz, bro. Like well, Carson well, I mean, Wentz Commander, is actually Commander's going to start though. leading the NFL in pass yards <laughs> uh, right now. Yeah, yeah Carson right now. Wentz is extremely underrated, bro. He's not like a fucking <laughs> even a top ten quarterback. But, like, people shit on him. Like, he's the fucking worst quarterback in the league. Like, yeah, the mistakes, he's make, the mistakes he makes are probably the worst mistakes in the fucking league. But, like, when he's not making mistakes, he does very, very well. When All he's right. not making mistakes. You know, you know what this season that he's about to have reminds me of? Just based off the first two games? Jameis Winston, 2019. Back, bro. That's, 30 for 30. Dude, he's going to do it. <laughs> I, I – I'm positive you will. Carson Wentz is a goofball, though. He broke both his ankles at the same time <laughs> last year. <laughs> How do you do that? It's <laughs> a Carson Wentz thing, bro. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, I, I will say, though, the Jimmy G. Trey Lance situation is unique. Because you, you usually don't take a guy at number three when you have an average to above average quarterback. Yeah. But who, who brought you to the Super Bowl? But yeah, the, the thing is... 
when you look at potential, Jimmy G is maxed out. Like he he's already where he'll ever be. Like he will never be better than he is right now. Trey Lance can only he might up. be he might be bottom tier quarterback or he might end up being a top five quarterback. You don't know. So you want to get him in there. It, it's weird. It's weird. Yeah. But I see why they have to start Trey Lance this year. I mean, they can't anymore. But I see why that was the, that was the thing. That's what they were doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe Jimmy Garoppolo didn't even want to be there anymore because you know, I mean, they took a guy number three that plays their position and that they're basically grooming to start over you. So why would you want to stay if, if you can get? a trade out of there and still make the same money, which, you know, obviously didn't happen at the end of the day, but I don't know. I, I think uh, uh, I think last year they they did let Trey Lance get in quite a bit for a backup, and they let him start a game last year, and he showed a lot of flashes, so I think part of it was he, he had bad games last year and bad plays, but he, he did show a lot of flashes, so it was like, let's build off of that. Yeah, you know, I don't know. It's weird. It's a weird situation. I mean, I I just don't know what they do if if uh, Jimmy G has a really good year. Yeah, that's when it gets really weird. Yeah, you know, I do you still say Trey Lance is for sure our starter? I think it's a big risk, but I think you have to roll with Lance, and I think you have to sell Jimmy G at a high price yeah. to make the team better. Well, isn't it more complicated now with this reworked contract? Does he only have this year left? I think he has next year too. Does he? Okay. I was thinking maybe they uh they only restructured for one year and that was it. But uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's let's uh let's move on to week three predictions. Um. I think I think we're just gonna go. You know, we're gonna we're gonna pick some games. We're not gonna go over every single game because. Let's face it, not every single game is exciting. Yeah. Um, I'm going to start with the first 12 o'clock game on Sunday, Bills-Dolphins. Should be a very interesting game. Yeah. Um, I, personally, I think the Bills are just – there's the NFC, there's the AFC, and then there's the Bills. Yeah. Um, I, I think the Dolphins have, have had a really good couple games, but I think at some point, Tua kind of shows like, hey – I'm not as great as everybody is hyping me up to be right now. He had a really good game against the Ravens. But the Ravens, right as of right now, have the worst secondary in the league. Whereas the Bills have one of the best secondaries in the league. Right. So, yeah, I mean, he has a lot of weapons. But I'm not worried about at all what the Bills are going to do on offense. I think they, they will steamroll every team offensively. But they also have a top five defense, so yeah. Like I want to say their their total offense was number two in the league, and their total defense was number two in the league. Yeah, so I'm not any of these games. I'm not I'm not betting against the Bills. So no, I don't, I, I don't like a score prediction here. Probably Bills thirty one, Dolphins seventeen. That's, yeah, I mean that's that's the type of game I see. You know, yeah. I think the Dolphins are still good, but I don't think they're Bills level good yet. Yeah. You know, well, uh, my game is gonna be the the Rams and the Cardinals at three twenty five, and y'all might be shocked by this, but I think the Cardinals get going, and Kyler Murray has a really good game. 
Cliff Kingsbury is a fucking fraud, bro. I he, agree. He's I'm not such ta- an overrated coach, bro. He should be fired immediately. I just don't think that the, the Rams are that high-powered anymore. I just don't see it. I mean, they week one, they lost to the Bills. I mean, you can say that yeah, but, I mean, the NFL is the NFL, but they had, a, they had a close game with the Falcons. And personally, I think the, the Cardinals' offense is way better than the Falcons' offense. Um, yeah, but they – they are missing a lot of guys right yeah, now. And James yeah. Conner is questionable, which he's had a history of, of uh, injured ankles, which is what this is. So they're also missing Rondell Moore and DeAndre Hopkins. So um, I could, I mean, I see w- like why you could say that. But at the same time, I think I'm going to switch it around with what you said about the Cardinals. I think the Rams, this is the week they, they show like, hey, we're the Rams. Like we're – we're one of the best the teams. Because if you look last week, I mean, Cooper Cup did his thing. But more importantly, Allen Robinson finally showed up. Got involved, yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, after the first game, I think everybody was like, dude, it wasn't Gosh. the Bears last year that was the problem. It's him. Which and I still think I still think he's not as great as everybody, like, hypes him up to be. Because I think he's kind of like, he can't – I don't think he can create separation. But – if you if he can establish himself as a solid wide receiver too next to Cooper Cup, I think that could be dead. I just seen the problems that the the Rams had with Josh Allen, and I like don't get me wrong, um, Kyler Murray is not Josh Allen, but I think his running ability is going to be the difference in the game, and I don't think that Matthew Stafford is going to be Matthew Stafford from last year. Yeah. You know the Matthew Stafford that led him to the Super Bowl. You know, interesting about that too. It came out before the year that he had a. Um, Injury to his right shoulder, his throwing shoulder, yeah. and um, it's, and he lost it's showing. His, he lost his offensive coordinator. It's show. It's showing. And he what he doesn't injury. have Odell. He doesn't have Robert Woods anymore. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Allen Robinson actually showed up this past week, but I, I don't know something about the Cardinals in the beginning of the season. Yeah, they had a they had a bad week one. But I see the Cardinals taking this one, thirty-eight to twenty-eight. Yeah, I could I could see it either way. People uh people tend to forget about Van Jefferson. He was he was a pretty I wouldn't say huge part of the Rams offense last year, but he definitely he, he was, was a definitely good wide there. receiver three for him. He was he, he was, was an their, option uh, there. He was their shot guy. Like when they wanted a deep ball, right. he was their guy. Um, but is he? I mean, he's injured. Yeah, he's injured right yeah, now. He hasn't played yet. But honestly, I think, I think the Rams' defense is too good for the Cardinals to put up a lot of points. Yeah, I, mean, I don't I think, think they're Jaylen, that good. But Jalen Ramsey getting torched in Week One is—he's going to be mad. He's going to have a good game. He did. Uh, he did think, have a. Uh, he did have a pick last week. Week yeah. two, so I think he's. I mean, I think the I think the Marcus Rams. <laughs> I think I think the Rams D line is gonna have Kyler running around like a like a little kid from his mom in the store. <laughs> but <laughs> trying to find the new PS Five. I don't I don't really see the uh, I don't see the Cardinals beating the Rams. I don't I don't what? know I don't know what the problem is. I don't know if it's Kyler or Cliff Kingsbury, but the Cardinals just they it's seem Cliff. really fraudulent. It's Cliff. It's Plus, Cliff. Uh, 
Plus, you can't really look at the Bills or Rams game because the Bills look like a 20-0 team right now. I mean, oh, yeah. it's very early in the season, but they've routed both But no, you can look at you can look at the Rams and the Falcons game, though. They're on an, the, Bill, too, the Bills but, are on another level. But, I mean, we're, we're a good team, you know, on paper, and the Falcons almost beat us. So I yeah, think but the it's, Falcons the, are it's the Rams. Like, I, wonder, I wonder if... I think Falcons. the Falcons are better than what most people think. Yeah. I think I think they're gritty. I think they're not going to win a lot of they games. They remind me of the Lions um, last year. Yeah, they're yeah. gonna. Yeah, they're gonna keep a lot of games close. But yeah, that's well, it. Just goes to show that there's not a huge gap in good or in bad. The NFL. NFL there's really not. I mean, every, any any given Sunday is a true statement. That's, I mean, the Jaguars beat the Bills last year. Yeah. I mean, every few years you get that one team that's like the 0 and 16 Browns from 2016 that like would never win a game with that roster but for for the most part I mean most teams are are all in the same caliber I mean they just have a few players separating them yeah but uh yeah I'd kind of like to talk about the 49ers and Broncos game it's going to be uh Sunday night and uh I think it's pretty interesting with Jimmy Garoppolo's full return it'll be his first game fully back um also Russell Wilson and the Broncos haven't looked too hot so far. They barely escaped the Texans last week, so uh, it's going to be a true test for them. I mean, I, I see two good teams there matching up, so uh, yeah, we'll see how it is. I, I just, I just kind of see the Broncos as frauds right now. So, Can't Broncos even get a play nation, off yeah, Broncos nation, let's ride, <laughs> let's ride. Yeah, their coach Nathaniel Hackett, he just doesn't look like he know he knows what he's doing out so there. So you think either. you think uh, the Forty ers take it? Yeah, I'd probably go I'm gonna go 28-17 49ers. Mm. Okay. Okay. I don't know, man. Yeah. I just think too many people are uh doubting Russell Wilson right now. Bro, Russell Wilson is I'm a not, fucking fraud. I'm not saying that he's some I'm not saying he's Russell Wilson that we've seen early in his career, but he's somebody that knows how to win games and I mean I've seen videos and everybody's making fun of him for, you know, saying run or pass, but it's football. Like, why why is that something that you would make fun of a quarterback for? Like, you, you want every advantage that you can have. You know, he's a leader. I don't yeah. see I don't see him being bad. I, this I year. see him having like a very conservative season where he throws like I don't know, like twenty four touchdowns and like four or five picks. Yeah. You know, not not a lot of touchdowns, but not a lot of interceptions. But I just don't know if that's going to be enough to really make a splash in the playoffs if yeah. they even make it, honestly. I mean, their team looks pretty good top to bottom on paper, but I, I don't know. Just so far, they haven't really played. Yeah, it's really hard to make uh, any predictions like that because, yeah. like like with Jameis, you know, Russell's, Russell, Russell's with a whole new team. You know, he could have all training camp, but – until mid-season, you really don't know what you're going to get from them with a new team. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, a lot of these picks are almost shot in the dark. Because I mean, we could look at our picks from last week, and most of them were uh, weren't right. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's still early season, so a lot of teams can turn it around, and a lot of teams might be frauds. Right. Still, so it's it's pretty interesting time right now. But uh, but yeah, I mean, hopefully they turn it around. But uh, I, I do like the Broncos' culture and just their history. So, yeah, yeah. I do like Russell Wilson, so I kind of hope he turns it around. But. Okay, George, well, just missing uh, another extra point, I think. For my uh, 
my pick. I want to I want to be biased and pick Ravens and Patriots, but I won't. I want to I want to talk about the Bucks and the Packers. I think it's uh kind of an overlooked game. We've got two legendary quarterbacks facing off. Uh, they neither one of them probably have as many weapons as they would like, but yeah. I think it's going to be a good defensive battle. Uh, I see Tampa Bay winning it. I mean, Tom Brady's just Tom Brady, and I think the Bucks are more of a well-rounded team than Green Bay is. Uh, score, I'm going to go 24-17 Bucks. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, yeah. Aaron Rodgers would rather smoke ayahuasca with his teammates and play <laughs> football with them at this point. So. Yeah. 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 I just wonder if their receivers can uh... – play up to the expectation that they should. Yeah. Honestly, they'll they'll probably never be able to. Aaron yeah. Rodgers seems like kind of a douche. I don't see how, like, that's what I don't get. Like, I get you you expect the best out of them, but in the same sense, they are rookies, and I know me as a person, I wouldn't like a quarterback like that. I wouldn't want them to be the leader of my team. Like, I'm a rookie. You're supposed to bring me up, not put me down, you know? Like, don't if I, if I drop a pass, you know, don't throw your hands up in there and say, what the fuck, you yeah. know? Like, yeah, he's taking the uh, Michael Jordan approach. Yeah. Jordan was known to uh, decimate the young players on the team. Yeah. Uh, and, I mean, some of them he actually made better from that, it seems like. But, yeah, uh, I don't know. I, it, it is kind of a weird situation. I don't really know why Aaron Rodgers – went back to the Packers. I mean, I know he's been there all of his career, but uh My money. But he he knew the situation he was coming into, so I kind of get your point. You know, I mean, you still you still have to give the receivers I mean, you, you got to teach them something. Exactly. Like but, you you look at and and I hate to keep bringing them up, but like you look at Drew Brees whenever he had, you know, undrafted free agents and rookies that he was throwing to if there was some kind of miscommunication or or a drop pass or something, he wasn't getting all pissed off throwing his hands up. It was yeah. he would talk to him after the play, see what went wrong, you know, where they can do better next time. That's how you that's how you help out young players and players who ne- don't necessarily have that, you know, special special talent to just moss somebody or burn somebody. Yeah. Like, you got to build a relationship with them and I don't see how how Aaron Rodgers is is going to be able to do that, yeah. acting the way that he does. I mean, I, maybe it's just worked for him in the past. You know, I mean, we, we don't know throughout his career. Maybe he's yelled at every receiver he's played with at some point. Yeah. Maybe you know that that's why he's had so much success, just holding them to such a high standard and treating them that way. But uh, and I don't think I don't think he always treats them bad. I I think we, I I think the reports are a little exaggerated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, work for Devontae Adams. I would, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I'd agree with what you're saying, but like, I don't think he's like that all the time. I just mm. think he's, he's part of the the older generation. Yeah. He, and it it honestly depends on who he's talking to, as to how they take it. I mean, some guys, if you cuss at them and you know, put them down, they're gonna they're gonna just shut down and you know not want to do anything for you. And other guys are gonna want to go harder. You know, yeah. prove you wrong, and it that that's what motivates them. So, but who it, would you who would you res- what would you respect more? Me personally, I wouldn't want somebody like Aaron Rodgers. Exactly. I think me, I don't think he's a cockhead all the time, but I feel like he goes about it the wrong way. Yeah, I mean, like you were saying, 
you know, they're rookies, and who gives a shit if they're really good? I mean, when you step on an NFL football field and the dude lined up behind, you know, across the field from you, he's been playing on a professional level for five, six, seven years, it's a whole different ball game. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, when you have a quarterback, like you said, the leader of the team being like that, it's almost like you're too scared to mess up. Right. Like you can't play you can't, loose. You exactly. can't be free because you're you're scared that fucking Aaron's gonna get pissed off at you. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, Drew, what what's what's your game this week? Uh, you know, I'm I'm pretty disappointed that out of all the Saints fans in this room, <laughs> they didn't pick the fucking Saints game. The Saints are going up against the fucking Panthers. It's a great comeback spot for the for the Saints. You know, Panthers. O- only Saints fans care about this game. You know, you can go ahead and go fuck yourself with the 12-inch cock, <laughs> Chris. Uh, I'd rather not. <laughs> <laughs> we, but, we are a family-friendly show. Yeah. <laughs> go fuck yourself too, Braden. <laughs> but, great comeback spot. You know, the Panthers have lost, what, like the last 10 games? They're going to be hungry. Your last for nine. Bro, Baker is going to fuck y'all up. Baker Baker has not looked good. Oh, yeah, Baker no. has looked like shit. Bro, they, they were just showing some highlights. They were just showing some highlights on the on the TV, bro. Baker Baker can sling it, son. They're called highlights. If yeah, he, but, uh, but, but, if he, <laughs> <laughs> hey, if he if he rolls out to the right, you better watch out, son. Yeah. That's all I'm trying he's, to say. I mean, I don't think he does much against our I think, defense. I think yeah. Baker's going to hang 300 on y'all. No. 300? No, Hot no, take, no. Yes. Bro, I don't know if Baker will throw 300 all this year, honestly, Bro, the way he's been playing. It's Baker Mayfield. I don't dude. know if Baker has 200 yards. He's oh. going to throw 175 yards, fucking maybe a touchdown, two picks, three picks. Yeah. You know, I like I like Baker, and his, I think he has a lot of talent, but I think the Panthers for like, the worst situation for him to go to. Yeah, yeah Rule. They have gonna, weapons, though. They have you weapons, but they also they don't have. They weapons. have Matt Rule. Yeah, so. yeah. Matt, Matt Rule is going to ruin his season. Uh, oh. He hasn't looked horrible <clears throat> so far, gene, bro. But he hasn't looked great either. And and I mean, we have a really good defense. So I, yeah, I, I see like a one one touchdown, two interception game. I, I mean, I could see him throwing a lot of yards against us, but I, I don't think that's going right. to turn into I touchdowns. can't even see that. I mean, we I, I have Marshawn coming off of last week, what happened, and then you got Paulson Adebo, who's been practicing all week. Like, I see the best performance that we've seen out of, uh, like, our whole team. I, th- I, I think it's going to be a very complete game. I want to be optimistic, but I don't know if I trust our offense right now. So, I think our defense stays on the field a lot. And that's, that's the reason why I see a lot of yards. I don't think that turns into a lot of touchdowns, though. I, yeah. I see a lot of field goals I from can the see Panthers. that, too. But, uh, people that know me know my prediction is going to be 45-10. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. That's a, good, that's a good prediction. I like to hear it. Jameis is going to have three touchdowns, zero picks. Logan, Alvin Kamara is going to have another two. That'd be nice. Jameis is definitely going to throw a pick. No, he ain't. I'd be fine with three touchdowns and one pick as long as he came out with the win. Yeah. Yeah, but. yeah I, don't, I don't really care about his stats individually if he's throwing picks. I just care about winning. Jameis is going to change out his yeah. brace, get a better brace on his bat. Be able to throw the ball further. Yeah. Be able to throw it better. I mean, if he if he had another thirty touchdown, thirty interception year, but we went like twelve and five, I would not care. Yeah, I would no. still ride for him. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Well, uh, kind of moving on from you know the, the week three preview and NFL week two summary. Um, who are y'all's fantasy studs and duds after last week? Hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with. 
I'm gonna go with two dudes on my team for studs and deads. No, uh, no bias here. Yeah, I mean, Drake, fuck no biases. Bias all the way, bro. Bias. All you got to stand behind your guys. Drake London, who I just traded for, hasn't played a game for me yet. Has, um, I believe, 37 points in PPR through two weeks. Which, I mean, for a rookie, that's really good. He's a wide receiver, 14 so far. Yeah. On the Falcons, garbage team. Um. Yeah, I think I think he's a stud. I think he's going to be a stud all year. I think Kyle Pitts is going to get more targets as the year goes along. But for now, Drake London is the number one option in that offense. So he's a stud for now. I mean, in my opinion. Yeah. And then another guy on my team who's a dud, which I don't think it's his fault, but Darnell Mooney. Yeah. Um. Let, let's let's look at the. Uh, how many points he's put up through two weeks? Oh, 2.2 through <laughs> two weeks. 2.2 He's coming off he's total. Just a slow start. You know, the biggest problem, though, is that, I mean, obviously the first game, Justin Fields threw 19 passes, mostly to his tight ends and running backs. Yeah. Because they were playing in a terrible, you know, rain game. Understandable. But week two against Green Bay... When they were down most of the game, threw 11 passes. Justin Fields threw 11 passes week two against the Packers in a perfect weather game. That's concerning. Mooney, I mean, through two weeks, he's been you know covered by great corners. He got covered by Jair Alexander last week, but he's also he's not getting he's he's not getting the targets he should because. Justin Fields is is only throwing the ball eleven times a game. Yeah. So he's a dud for now. But I think if the Bears open up their offense, Mooney's gonna be a solid wide receiver two to three on the year. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. Yeah. Um I'm I'm going solely off my team for now. But uh my stud is Amari Cooper. Cause a lot of people wrote him off, you know, having Jacoby Brissett for a, for most of the season pretty much at quarterback, but uh he had 25 points last week, and currently, as we're watching this, he has 13.50 points. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I see him having a big year continuing that. I see him getting a lot of touchdowns in the red zone, uh, which isn't really his style for his whole career, but I kind of see it more this year. And when Sean comes back, he's definitely going to be putting up a lot of points. Uh, my dud so far has been TJ Hawkinson. Uh He's had like six and five points throughout the first two games. Uh, yeah, he's been getting like seven targets a game, but he only catches like three of them. I don't know if that's his fault or not. Uh, I haven't really watched enough Lions games so far to to judge. But you know, I, and I know they have more receiver talent than last year, but it's, it really hasn't been a great season to start for TJ. So uh, hopefully, he picks that up. Yeah, my. Uh... My stud for the week is not on my team, but he's a rookie receiver on the Jets. Week one wasn't the greatest. He had uh, eight targets, only four receptions for 52 yards. But last week he dropped 30 points. He had 14 targets for eight catches, 102 yards, and he scored twice. Uh, I think he's finally kind of getting all that college rust off he's kind of polishing into the the player he's going to be in the nfl um 
historically the Jets are really bad, but Joe Flacco is a veteran quarterback that can can get it out. And uh, yeah. I think teams are. I don't want to say more worried about Elijah Moore and Corey Davis, but it seems like Garrett Wilson, up to this point, has kind of been forgotten about. He's been running wild. Uh, so that's my stud. My dud is going to be Kyle Pitts. Uh, he had a lot of hype coming into this year. Big dude. But so far this year, he's he has a total of 7.8 points. Uh, each week, he's dropped 3.9. Week one, he had two catches for 19 yards. And last week, he also had two catches for 19 yards. So uh, that's definitely not the production you want from the player that was supposed to, like, you know, lead your offense when with Calvin Ridley being out all year. But he's definitely uh, shit the bed so far. Yeah. All right, my week one stud is going to be Damian Pierce. All right. Now, he hasn't done much the first two weeks of the season, but week three he's going up against Chicago, which gave up almost 135 yards to Aaron Jones on 15 attempts. And Damian Pierce, if you watch him, he runs angry, breaking tackles left and right. Now, he hasn't gotten a lot of opportunity, but I think this week he's going to make the most of the opportunities he gets. He's going to have probably 125-yard rush and two touchdowns. No way, bro. He, he's a bum. <laughs> no. He, week, week one, 11 carries for 33 yards, and week two he had 15 carries for 70 yards. He's Playing, playing some good teams, bro. Playing Indianapolis. I wouldn't defense. say the Colts are a good team. They just got blown out by the Jaguars. Bro, they always lose to the fucking Jaguars, bro. Twenty-four nothing. It's like the fucking Patriots in their prime losing to the <laughs> Dolphins every year. It happens. But yeah. Damian Pierce has yet to get over ten points. He's a rookie, bro. I see it that. Takes, but, it takes him a couple weeks to get going. But if he continues to get fifteen carries a game around there, he's gonna bust up. At least, yeah, at least I'm not a coward sure. like the rest of you fuckers picking like fucking grade A talent. Well, you, the point, the point of a stud. Hey, I is Drake <laughs> London. I think Drake London, hey, rookie. The, but the point of a stud is someone who is like you know going off. They're a stud, like yeah. You're, Pierce you're is gonna be a stud this week. But that's solely like. Your opinion and like a prediction. A stud is someone who like did good on the field, you know. Yeah, I feel you. I feel That's I thought it was week three stud predictions. That I'm predicting that Damian Pierce is going to be a fucking stud. You take that from expert, right? Here. Okay, that's we'll your see. that's your prediction. Who will be a stud? Who was your stud for this past <laughs> week? Who well, did good? Who was my stud? Michael yeah. Pittman. I mean, oh uh, fuck. Amon Ra, say Brown. Amon Ra is a god. Oh, uh, he went all. The sun god got. Uh, 12 targets, 9 receptions, 116 yards, 2 receiving touchdowns, plus 2 rushing attempts for 68 rushing yards. 39.4 points total. Now that is a stud. Damian Pierce should really take notes. That is a stud performance. <laughs> who, who's, who's your dud? It should be Damian Pierce. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, bro. So far, yeah. <laughs> Hey, honestly though, look like compared to the hype he was getting before the season. Oh, he's gonna get it. He's gonna get his, bro. I, I think he'll I'm, get his. I I'm think they're. He's gonna start this week. He's gonna go problem, down with the injury but, next game, and we're all gonna be like, <laughs> <laughs> we're all gonna be telling Drew that he's fucking stupid for saying like, dude, he was gonna yeah. be so good. Can't wait. A big problem with him so far though is that Rex. You guys Barkhead, are gonna suck my cock, all right? <laughs> Rex Burkhead didn't like barely got anything this but past week. 
Yeah, but but he's been more in the passing game just in general. This past like, week, he got he literally got like one carry and one target. So they're like they're getting him out the offense. Yeah, but uh, I just I, mean, I know I know Damian Pierce hasn't got a lot of passing targets. So I, yeah, I, I know what you're saying, but I think Rex Burkhead is like not. Yeah, I mean I want to pick him of, up. I'm I'm just saying like Damian Pierce isn't getting those targets yet. So yeah, but Burkhead isn't either. Is what I'm trying yeah. to say. Like it's not. The Texans are just bad. Like they're not. It's not. There's not enough. There's well, not your, enough ball to go around. My dud for the week is gonna be David Montgomery. Yeah. This motherfucker. <laughs> what you mean, bro? <laughs> he had a great week. Two. I mean? traded him, but he had a great week too. For fantasy, me. fantasy point wise, I don't think Drew understands the concept. <laughs> Drew, of this segment. David Montgomery. Wait, are we predicting next week or previous weeks? Because no, who, who the fuck so cares far. about no, previous no, weeks? No, no. So far, so, this so who, is not a prediction been, segment. Who's been your dud the last two weeks? Oh, last two weeks, yeah. like somebody you thought was going to be really good, Kyle Pitts. There you go. That was mine, bro. You can't steal mine. Make up your own. <laughs> Did you really say Kyle Pitts? Yes, bro. If you would pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't even welcome five to the podcast, ago. guys. <laughs> All right, so let's okay, try well, this again. While, while, while Drew thinks, and I don't want to. I don't want to hear about someone who you think will do bad. I want to hear someone who has. All done right, bad. motherfucker. Who the fuck cares about what happened last week? They're wanting to know what's going to happen next week. <laughs> no, no. The the point is. Somebody who I'm heated, bro. <laughs> somebody before the season who everybody thought was gonna do good, like Darnell Mooney, who hasn't done good. Darnell Mooney has two point two points. So okay, far. Well, yeah, a bus. Look, I'll go. I'll go while Drew yeah, yeah. wanders. Yeah, let's skip to Jeremy. <laughs> but uh, I'm gonna start off with my dud, and my dud is gonna be DK Metcalf. I yeah. really had some high hopes for him going into the season. You know, what is it, year three for him? Why? It's year three for him. He's look at him. He's a gorilla, bro. He's playing with gorilla in a coop, bro. Bro, yeah, he, I guess Geno, Geno Smith. It's, it's Geno Smith, him. but DK Metcalf, like who he is as a person, he's a freaking animal, dude. Like <laughs> no seven cares. and eight points. No seven, one. seven and eight points though. That's a dud, bro. Uh, like, you no can't one, no one cares 10. how he is as a person. Everyone I'm talking about, about his physique, bro. <laughs> he is a I don't, raw athlete. I don't think, I big, don't think it's big him. Bodied receiver. I don't think it's his well, problem. I'm just saying. Wow, he Gino. looks like a male model. Seven. <laughs> he doesn't look like a male uh, a model, bro. He looks like a gorilla. Like, bro, he has like a 12 pack. <laughs> yeah, he looks like a gorilla. Bro, I, I don't think it's the smartest thing to say on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> he meant he, oh, he that in the... That's just stereotypical. No, yeah, He's just not your mind went there. No yeah, one else did. Nobody else thought that in the room. <laughs> I'm just Jesus trying to protect our podcast. But anyway, <laughs> bro, we my do dud is DK Metcalf. All right, and the point yeah. is, is he had eight points in fantasy week one, and then he had seven points in week two. That's why he's my dud. Okay, and yeah, not the stud is which I don't have anymore because I unfortunately I had to trade away some of my players because my team was hot ass. <laughs> My stud is uh, Nick Chubb. Um, Chubb. And a big reason is, I mean, he, he had 15 points week one, but he did have 141 yards. But week two, he had 87 rushing yards, three rushing touchdowns, and three receptions for 26 yards, and which equaled out to be 32 points. Yeah, even with Kareem in the backfield, he's going to have a huge year. Yeah, so, yeah, for sure. Especially he, with Deshaun being out the first 11 weeks. Yeah, yeah he actually – as of right now, has the most rushing yards in the NFL. Yeah. I think he already has like 57 tonight or something. Well, before oh, he the, he was already, now. I'm pretty sure he was already the leader before this game. Yeah. 
So if y'all uh, place any bets out there, definitely go for the over for Nick Chubb like every week. Yeah. It's, it's probably a, uh, it's a guaranteed lock. bet. It's a lock. Yeah, Cleveland's O-line just opens up some massive holes. Yeah. Um, well, Drew, what what is your uh, what is your dud? All right, I, I found one. All right, it's gonna be Robert Woods. He's he yeah. came into the year. Most people were thinking he's gonna be the number one receiver of the Tennessee Titans. You know, last year it was gonna be uh, AJ Brown. He he had a great year last year. You know when he wasn't hurt. But Robert Woods so far, he's my he's gonna be my uh, biggest dud so far because. First week he had two targets for thirteen yards. Second week five targets for thirty nine yards. Like he did better the second week, but still, this motherfucker is not gonna be what was expected pre in the preseason. Yeah, he is in fact a dud. And having Ryan Tannehill at quarterback, which he's had a horrible year to start, um, it's not good. So. Aren't the uh, Titans zero two now? Yeah. Oh. Oh. Derrick Henry has been nerfed. I think Derrick Henry has been figured that played out. out of his foot. I think I think that O line is complete garbage, which is why they can't establish a run game, which yeah. is why they also can't establish the pass game. Well, I seen a thing and like there's been a lot of uh rushes with Derrick Henry where he's moving side to side too much. Yeah. Like you wanna run him off the center's ass and and the tack and the guard's ass. Downhill. Like somebody that big, you don't want to move inside to side and having to, you know, to make them miss tackles. Yeah, he can stiff arm somebody, Go but truck somebody, bro. They, he has a sideline against them too. I think I think part of that though is that they know the O line is so bad that they're just trying to get them out in the open field. Yeah, which you know, like I, I get like I I agree with what you're saying, but at the same time, it's like how are you gonna run them up the middle? When your O line is not gonna hold the block, yeah, you know, it, like the same result's gonna happen. So it's almost like you you want to risk bouncing them out and letting them make a play rather than just throwing them up the middle and letting your O line let them get hit. Right. So I, it, but they're just a bad team right now. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah that's way, all it comes down. It's a lose down. lose at this point. It's all it's on the O line. That's really what it is. Yeah. Well, um. I guess that well, actually, we, we didn't cover Brett Favre. What? Yeah, I know Drew has some hot yeah. takes. For Dr- Drew's Brett Favre. All right, I might be the only Brett Favre defender in the entire fucking country right now. <laughs> but all right, so for the, those of you who don't know, Brett Favre apparently stole what five million dollars from the state of Mississippi welfare fund. I, would, I, would, seven, I, wouldn't, but... I wouldn't even say he stole it. I just, I just think he, he was a <laughs> he accepted. He was an advisor. He he was definitely uh I mean he knew the driving force behind it. Yeah. Alright. So the previous week I had some hotter takes, but that podcast got deleted. Thanks, Braden. That wasn't my fault. <laughs> <laughs> but oh old Brett Favre, he he accepted five million dollars to build a fucking volleyball stadium. <laughs> At, for his daughter's school, even though she transferred a little bit later. Wait, wait, wait. Where'd he get that $5 million from? The welfare fund. <laughs> but anyway, Brett Favre is a stupid motherfucker, alright? He didn't even Whoa. know what a nickel defense was like his fucking fifth year in the league, alright? So. He was popping a lot of Does he even know what welfare is? I don't know. Second. I think he does. He does copper fit commercials. <laughs> yeah, because he's horrible with money. It's not like he has $5 million to spend on this fucking volleyball stadium on, like, in so his take bank the, account. So take the poor people's money. Did he decide to take it from the fucking 
fucking welfare fund. Did he know that it was from the welfare fund? Sure, but is he gonna fucking deny <laughs> fucking five so He did decide to take. I don't. It. I don't think he knew. I really don't. Oh, I think uh, he knew it was coming from the state of Mississippi. No, 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 I think he knew. He knew. He His knew. text yeah, messages say otherwise. <laughs> he probably knew. Well, but they like, know where this is coming from. Is yeah. anybody going to find out? Okay. Yeah. Mo- most people do not follow politics. No, Politics is boring as fuck, bro. <laughs> they are not going to understand that welfare money and state money are two different things. All right? He only sees is that, ooh, $5 million from the state of Mississippi. So I can build my daughter a fucking volleyball stadium. Yeah, I'm gonna take that NFL, shit, bro. Yeah, you know, the NFL. What about the what about the text messages? Isn't that pretty incriminating? Well, wait. wait. All right, he already had a dick pic exposed, <laughs> so no shit, he's gonna be wary about the fucking media. Yeah, but I'm saying, isn't that a conversation if, that you should it, have in person? If he if he if he didn't think this was wrong, why would he be like, "Is anybody gonna find out about <laughs> so this?" So he thought it was, it. It, yeah, it's technically wrong. But who wouldn't accept $5 million from the state of Mississippi to fucking help their daughter out, bro? He's just trying to get his kids further so, in life, bro. I think, he's I think, Brett Farm. He I should think, have that money. I think, he's I think always stupid people. as fuck, though. That's what I'm trying to get at. This guy is not some fucking but, genius. But, he's a football player. You, you, so, so you think he's just naive enough to take... Five million dollars from the state of Mississippi, like they're just gonna hand it over to him. Yeah, that's exactly what happened, just bro. For no that motherfucker is a hero <laughs> in the state of Mississippi. <laughs> that, that is true. I like. I don't think they care enough just to freely hand them five million dollars. Apparently, the governor of Mississippi thought so. Well, I don't think that most quarterbacks, active or retired, would have done what he done. I mean, he tried taking credit for like raising the money and you know donating it to southern mississippi but you That's know, honestly it would not if you really think about it it would not be hard for somebody with the name like brett Favre to hold a you know donation or you know start a fucking gofundme yeah you cannot tell me that it would be that hard for somebody like brett Favre to raise five million well yeah he's too too, much, do it too much work and do it legitimately like he said He's too, too much for, dude, for that. How much? How many millions of dollars did JJ Watt raise after the hurricanes in Houston? Uh, a lot. Yeah, a lot. lot of money. You you can't tell me that he couldn't raise five million or at least. Because Brett Favre, you know how to use the internet. Evidently, <laughs> dude is a fucking a clown. You always a fucking blackberry, bro. And, uh, and all this for what? His daughter went to USM for what three years, and now she's at LSU. Yeah, like bro. LSU. Your daughter better Bro, fucking. They, be, they better. Your daughter better be the best goddamn volleyball player to ever <laughs> go to USM. She better get a fucking statue on the outside. Of, that's how good she is Bro, and for do, that and, shit. And do not let Burt Favre come to our program because we're already on probation. Yeah. yeah. So. Please, please don't. Yeah. I know Brett Favre. If you want to come on the podcast, we'd love to ask you. <laughs> Please, some, Brett Favre, some come on a question. Defend yeah. your name. You can you can bring some of Mississippi's money with you too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. share your side of the story for once. Yeah. We need we need to uh, get this pod going. So you know, some of that Mississippi money would be nice. Yeah, for real. <laughs> yeah. But, well, I really don't have any uh, any. Uh, Opinions on the Brett Favre situation, other than the fact that I think he knew where the money was coming from, which is why he asked if people would find out. And um, he played quarterback in the NFL. So why are you taking donations to build your daughter, basically for your daughter, a volleyball court 
for five million dollars. Yeah, you got to be real. Five million. If his if his daughter <laughs> for a volleyball court, bro. If his daughter wouldn't go in there, Bad he would not be worried court. about that shit. No, he no. really wouldn't. Yeah, I, he just pulled a Brett Favre. That's all there is to it. He pulled a Brett Favre, and he's honestly, bro, he's getting away with it. Like that is not being. It's not really a big. It's away not, with a lot of dude. Stuff. It's not that big of a headline, like as big as you think it would be. Brett Favre has gotten a lot uh, away with a lot in his career. And how many people do you think actually go to a college volleyball game for Southern Miss? Exactly, like a hundred. Have you ever seen volleyball girls, bro? I'd go to a volleyball game. <laughs> I've been to a Meets volleyball games, and there was a attendance of about. 15 people there. Yeah, just so, just uh, in case my girlfriend's listening, I'm not going to comment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no comment. She's not listening, though. <laughs> Sadly. We'll bleep it out. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, I think that's going to it's gonna wrap up this pod. Yeah. It was uh, good having probably, special guest Drew on here. Well, dude, it was a pleasure being here. I really got to take a piss. I'm stuck in between two beautiful guys right now so I can't get up you wanna go skiing yeah (laughs) (laughs) Uh, this this pod is probably a little longer than you're used to but you can deal with it and for our listeners I'm sorry about the language and uh, the skiing uh, (laughs) bro suck it up 95% of people are are not still listening this is just some bonus content (laughs) for the real ones out there yeah Yeah, for Brad out there what up Brad Brad would enjoy it this is going to be on the DVD set (laughs) alright well catch us again uh, in a few days Uh, we'll have some more uh, week 3 recap yeah I guess we will follow up on week three and some week four predictions, and we'll talk about the LSU game. I mean, but there's not really talk about about the LSU game this week. They're playing New Mexico State, so we're not they don't, really don't write them off, man. LSU, I'm not going to write them off because LSU's done some crazy things. LSU looked really good against Mississippi State. They did. That's my recap. Yeah. yeah. They did. So, uh, and we'll start SEC play after this week, so we'll have uh, our yeah, continue. Florida. Who, who yeah. we got first? Ole Miss. I think it's Florida. Yeah, maybe we play Florida. Oh, okay. So and then like Tennessee. I'm not scared of Florida. Shan's about to run all yeah, over. I'm us. not scared of Florida. No, he's not. Yeah. Anyway, frauds. we'll get into that next week. Yeah. Anyways, all right. So uh, we'll go and end this now. So, all right. Peace. 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 End it right. <laughs> <laughs>